Welcome everybody to another episode of Clear Cut Sports. This is the second half of the doubleheader on Wednesdays, as you now know. Typical trend here for for the podcast. I'm going to talk a little bit of NFL tonight. First and foremost, you remember a couple of years ago in the um, the draft, you know, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. Five quarterbacks, and and we've taken two years now to kind of evaluate and critique them, and we can now rank them. You know, you probably have. I personally, I would have Rosen last. That I don't know what happened there. He, hopefully, somebody gives him another chance somewhere along the line. I got Rosen last. I'd probably have Baker Mayfield fourth. Josh Allen. Sam Darnold, three. Josh Allen, two. Lamar Jackson, one, obviously. And this is a make-or-break here coming up for Darnold and uh, Mayfield especially. So where am I going with this? I'm gonna This draft that just happened, there was four quarterbacks taken in the first round, and I'm going to try to do that, you know, f- for this coming year. Where do I think these four quarterbacks, of course, being... Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, and Jordan Love. This time next year, what are we going to think about these four quarterbacks? <clears throat> I'm going to start with Jordan Love. He's going to be fourth, um, and the main reason is because he probably won't get to play too much. He was taken 26th in a surprise pick by the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love has a lot of promise, and similar to what the Green Bay did when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre was the same age. I think it's 35. Brett Favre famously wasn't happy about it. Didn't treat Aaron very well, apparently. Aaron Rodgers, seemingly, it seems he will be better at that than Favre was to Jordan Love. So he has a lot of promise. Green Bay thinks they found their future, and they very well might have. I hope they do. The thing with Green Bay is, you can remember, They've always had one thing they've always had is a good quarterback. You know, Rodgers, Favre, and now they draft Jordan Love. And you can go back in history. So at this time next year, we're gonna probably look at Jordan Love and say, if we had to give him a grade, we'd probably say in progress or undetermined. Because we, quite frankly, we won't get the sample size. We'll probably get a little bit in the preseason if there is a preseason. And maybe if somehow Green Bay is, you know, at a playoff contention, which they will not be, you heard it here, they will not be. Or if they're in a blowout, we may get to see Jordan Love. But typical day-to-day, don't plan on it. Third, unfortunately, now, okay, so third is kind of tough. Because my gut feeling is to put Joe Burrow there. Because he's going to have a brutal schedule. Not saying his performance is going to be bad, but the teams he faces is going to be brutal. The AFC North has a deadly pass rushers. However, Justin Herbert, I don't know how much we're going to see of him this year. The Los Angeles Chargers have Tyrod Taylor. He will start day one. Now, whether... Whether Tyrod Taylor kind of 
takes that and runs with it. And, you know, leads the Chargers all year? Or will Jordan, uh, excuse me, Justin Herbert kind of flourish in practice? Maybe the Chargers get off to a rocky start and then he takes over midway through the season. My gut feeling says that the Chargers will ride Tyrod Taylor this year, groom Justin Herbert in for next season. That is my gut feeling about the Chargers. So that being said, in a similar fashion to, to to Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, we will give him a grade of undetermined. However, it very well may he very well may get some games in, but my gut feeling is he won't. Chargers have a very talented team. They're gonna they're gonna win some games. Tyrod Taylor's a great game manager. He's not gonna throw for five hundred yards and six touchdowns in a game. But he's also not going to throw four interceptions in a game. He's not going to lose a game. He, but he may very well win one or two. But he's not going to be that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. He's not going to be that type of guy. He's kind of a lesser Tom Brady. He, he'll make the check downs. He'll dink and dunk. He's smart in the pocket. Not afraid to throw the ball away. Makes the smart plays. You know, takes a sack instead of trying to, you know, make a scramble and then fumble the ball or something. He's an excellent game manager. And with the talented Chargers roster, I think they'll be fine with Tyrod Taylor. I think that's who they're going to ride with. Justin Herbert will have an excellent veteran quarterback in Tyrod Taylor to learn from. And, you know, kind of... um, um, flourish his skills, enhance his skill set. He'll be a good leader. He should be. So, here's what I'll say. This time next year, I'm going to say Justin Herbert is number three. But this time in two years, I will have Justin Herbert ahead of Joe Burrow. Speaking of Joe Burrow, he's number two. And this kind of is by default because he's he very well may look bad this year. And I mean bad. Nothing against Joe Burrow. But this Cincinnati Bengals roster needs a lot of help. He's going to, unfortunately, be thrown into the fire day one. Because, you know, obviously Andy Dalton's in Dallas. And Baltimore twice, Cleveland twice, Pittsburgh twice. Excellent defense, excellent defense, very good defense. I wouldn't want to do that if I was a rookie quarterback. Not to mention the dysfunctionality with the Cincinnati Bengals. Zach Taylor, second-year head coach, we'll see what he can do. Hopefully he can bring the best out of out of uh, Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, I mean, drafted first overall, of course. Forgot to mention Herbert was sixth to the Chargers. He's the right fit for Cincinnati. They had to take him. He's an Ohio kid. You know, a lot of speculation that we're going to take two of. But it's going to be a rough year for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't see massive improvement from them. They have a lot of holes to plug. Joe Burrow might be running for his life for a lot of this season, unfortunately. And he will be starting. He will play, unlike Herbert and Love. So Joe Burrow, by default, is number two.
which leaves, of course, Tua Tagovailoa of the Miami Dolphins, drafted fifth overall. He will be, this time next year, the best quarterback out of this draft. I love everything about what the Dolphins did this year in the draft and at the tail end of the last season. They were they started off, if you remember, they started off, they were getting blown out by like 30 and 40 by teams, Baltimore, New England, I think. And people were saying this might be the worst team ever assembled. Come tail end of the year, they were a tough out. Of course, you know, they beat New England in Week 17. New England always seemed to lose a game in Miami. Regardless, New England was a very good team. Brian Flores has got these guys playing hard, and they had a great draft. They got their quarterback. They got a lot of defensive guys. They nailed the draft. Tua, specifically, stays healthy, hopefully. That's what, you know, of course, that goes with all these guys, but Tua especially because he has the history. But if Tua stays healthy, I think we're going to look at this and say that guy has the potential of being the second coming. He is something special. His accurate don't get me started about his accuracy. He is he is pinpoint. He is so precise. And Miami's gonna need him. He will I think Fitzpatrick might start one or two games and then they're they're gonna give way to Tua. So he's gonna get the playing time. Do I think they're gonna be tied uh playoff contenders? Not this year. Give Tua a year Get his feet wet. Give Flores a year with Tua. Give the other young guys a year to gel. Essentially a brand new offensive line. So they're going to need a year to, you know, to uh, gain their chemistry. But Tua, at, at this time next year, what's today? May 27th, 2021. We're going to be looking back and saying, Wow, Tua, the Miami Dolphins, great pick. Maybe the Bengals should have taken him with their first overall pick. Interesting note, Jalen Hurst is not on the list just because he's not in. He wasn't in the first round, but of course he was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. And his his is so unpredictable. We might see him a lot if Carson Wentz gets hurt, or we might see him none at all. We don't know. That's kind of why I didn't want to discuss him. Of course, he's an exceptional athlete. We may see him kind of in the role that New Orleans uses Taysom Hill. But not more of a power guy, more of a speed guy. But not as your everyday quarterback. Because, of course, Carson Wentz, who who is an excellent quarterback talent. But No, he, he's not getting replaced anytime soon. Unless he gets hurt, of course. And if he gets hurt, by the way, doesn't that put Philly in a little predicament? That'd be, you know, three years in a row of Carson Wentz going down. That's not sustainable, I wouldn't think. And it's it's weird. Or it's a tough situation even more because they just signed him to a big contract. So what do you do if you're Philly? I don't know. I don't have the answer. For me personally, the best ability is availability. So... We'll see, I guess. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. So, I have Tua as the best quarterback of this draft. One year's time, of course. Then Joe Burrow, by default, because Herbert and 
Jordan Love, I sense, will not get a ton of playing time. And I could be wrong on Herbert. We'll see what how the Chargers think they're going to do here with Tyrod Taylor. But I really expect Taylor to be the everyday guy starting out the gate. Moving on. The ESPN came out with their football power index. And essentially, that's a fancy way of saying their rankings this year. The actual definition of a football power index measures a team's true strength on net points, expected point margin versus average opponent on neutral field. Take that however you want it. It's on ESPN. You can go look at it. And expected, you know, your top four, KC, Baltimore, San Francisco, New Orleans. I, I, I agree with that. And then let's just go to the bottom four for a second. Jack, whoops. Jacksonville, Washington, Cincy. Yeah, I think so. So I was looking through, you know, earlier, and I found four-ish kind of head scratchers I have with the rankings. So I'll go through those. Number one, ranked 29th, so fourth last, is Carolina. And I think that is very, very low. Carolina is going to surprise a lot of teams this year. Teddy Bridgewater, similar to Tyrod Taylor, game manager. He's not going to lose a game for you. He's going to make the smart play. The talent, they drafted Derrick Brown, who is a man up front on that defensive line. Luke Keekley, of course, retired. That hurts. But the, and, and uh, of course, Matt, uh, Matt Rule coming in from Baylor who everything he touches seemingly turns to gold. you got Christian McCaffrey. Your receivers I like a lot. They're not superstars, but I like them a lot. 29th, teams ahead. Of, so they're they're ahead of uh, Jacksonville, Washington, and, Red, and, the, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Teams ahead of them, Detroit, they're going to be, Carolina's going to be ahead of Detroit. Miami, maybe. The Giants, definitely. The Jets, I think they will be, because I have no hope for the New York Jets, who are 25th. And then you got the teams that'll be right around, in my opinion. You know, Chicago, Arizona, teams like that. So Carolina's 29th. I think they should be bumped up to the low 20s, maybe to mid-20s. But 29, you know, uh, with Detroit and the Giants ahead of them, I don't think that's right at all. Carolina is going to surprise a lot of teams this year. Speaking of surprises, the Miami Dolphins, who I mentioned, they're at 27. Same thing about Carolina. Do I expect either one of these teams to make a playoff run? No. They're going to need a year or two to, you know, come together as a team. Gain that chemistry, of course. But man, the Miami Dolphins are young. Tua Tagovailoa, they're going to get a shot in the arm from him. <clears throat> offensive line is revamped, which was an atrocity last year. Tua has a mentor in Ryan Fitzpatrick, a, a veteran. He's been around the league. Brian Flores, like I mentioned earlier, excellent coach. He's got them playing hard. So, on again, Miami, 
they might jump up from 27. Again, I expect them to the 20s, into the low 20s. <clears throat> now, the Green Bay Packers, and here's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> when are we going to stop disrespecting Aaron Rodgers? When? Last year, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers went 13-3. and and you can tell me, you know, they won a, a couple last second games. You know, they beat Detroit by a score, by a field goal, a last-minute field goal, I think it was. You know, and all this other stuff. Let me tell you something. For wins in any sport, they don't ask how. They ask how many. And Green Bay had 13 of them, went to the AFC, uh, NFC Championship game, Lost, of course, to the 49ers. Beat the Seahawks, which is a great win in the playoffs. And Green Bay is ranked 15th in this in this uh, uh, football power index. 15th? The Colts are ahead of you. The Vikings in the same division is ahead of you. The Rams. The Rams. The Los Angeles Rams. All ahead of the Green Bay Packers. I understand they don't have the skill positions. They have Devontae Adams, who's an excellent wide receiver. And they have Aaron Jones and the, the new guy they drafted. I can't even remember his name for running backs. But they have one of the top three to five, three in my opinion, best quarterbacks in the league. Their defense, they lost a couple pieces. They drafted a couple pieces. Actually, don't quote me on that. I don't think they drafted much defense. Anyways, the greatness of Aaron Rodgers has been so underappreciated. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. 15th. So what you're telling me is, by 15th, you know, seven teams from each uh, each conference this year are going to make the playoffs. You're telling me Green Bay is not going to make the playoffs this year. They're going to miss out by one, um, by one, you know, one rank or whatever. Really? Come on now. That's a joke. Stop disrespecting Aaron Rodgers, please. Moving up the ladder here, New England is nine. One thing I think they did right, not one thing, they did a lot of things right, but especially one thing this FPI, uh, ESPN did right. Statistically speaking, they are saying New England is the ninth best team in the NFL. Nine. And every all I hear in the media is how bad they're going to be without Brady. How Belichick can't do it alone, how Stidham has no hope, etc. Ninth in the NFL. Ahead of Buffalo in that same division. I don't think I agree with that. But ahead of the Rams, ahead of the Steelers, the Vikings, a very talented Vikings team. Teams ahead of directly ahead of them. 
the Buccaneers, of course, with uh, the addition of Tom Brady and others, and the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and the Eagles, Carson Wentz. This New England team is going to be a tough out. Their defense is still going to be top top five. Bill Belichick, Jared Stinham is not going to throw the ball all over the field and throw 100 interceptions. Yes, they don't have skill positions, but they're going to be good up the middle, as they always are. They're going to control the middle of the field. Belichick's going to take away your greatest offensive weapon, your top two offensive weapons. You're going to have to find tertiary ways to score. And New England will make the playoffs. Last but not least, can we stop this? The Dallas Cowboys are ranked fifth. Can we stop this, please? Like, what is going on here? Fifth? So the Dallas Cowboys are in the same category. In the top five teams in the NFL this year are going to be Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco, New Orleans, and Dallas. Dallas. You've got to be kidding me. They don't belong in the top ten of this list. I'm sorry. They're, they they drafted a wide receiver when they needed defense. Their defense got no better whatsoever. Their offense is already good. Adding another wide receiver does nothing. He's You drafted, I think it was 17th overall, C.D. Lamb. Great young player. Have high hopes. He'll probably be productive. But he's going to be your third receiver. You wasted your first round draft pick on your third receiver when you could have went you know, defensive back or whatever. Somewhere on the defense. Right now, your starting quarterback is Andy Dalton. I like Andy Dalton, but he's not gonna—he's not Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. Matter of fact, I don't know if Dak Prescott is. Actually, I know he's not because I gave my top ten quarterback list the other day. So we got questions of quarterback. Of course, you have Ezekiel Elliott and a great offensive line. We have questions about the defense. Big questions. Jerry Jones, great owner for a businessman, but he likes to take control. Don't know how that works. And you have them ranked fifth, ahead of the Eagles in the same division. Ahead of Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks, another severely underappreciated team. Ahead of Tampa Bay, who very well could win the Super Bowl this year. Ahead of the Vikings, who are probably just as talented as you are, but have an actual, I won't say legit quarterback. I will say legit. Kirk Cousins is good. He's like a, a, the upper echelon of game managers. Better than Andy Dalton, in my opinion. Ahead of Green Bay, that is just an atrocity. The Dallas Cowboys are not going to be top five this year. End of story. End of story. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been the second half of the double dip of a Wednesday edition of Clear Cut Sports. Catch you all on Friday and stay safe out there.